Welcome back to another edition of the Divorce Etc. podcast. We're super psyched today to have on Rob Roseman, the founder of WTF Divorce. And in case you can't put that together, it's What the Fuck Divorce. And it is a great community. He has content resources for divorce. Honestly, it's a place you're going to get the real male perspective on divorce. We've already spoken to Rob as uh, guests on his podcast, which was a great experience. We knew we had to have him back to talk about his own experience with divorce. And today he's also going to shatter some of the myths that exist out there and some of the stigmas that we as women don't even know that guys are going through when they get divorced. We know how hard it is for us and we want to know, we want to peel back the layers and uh, find out what guys are really thinking about all of it. So thank you so much for being with us today, Rob. Thank you, Jessica and TH. I love what love what you guys are doing. You guys inspire me every day. There's so much content out there. So uh, if we can help aggregate it and make it easier for people to find it, then we're helping a lot of people out. Yeah, Rob, just so you know, I, I go to Rob's site also to laugh a little bit about my divorce. He has a lot of great humor there with some strong messages behind it. But it really does start with a laugh. So we share Rob's stuff at X Experts on Instagram all the time. Yeah. So you'll find him on our site, even if you're not, you know, on his on his account at the time. But we really do want to add more male voices here. And Rob has his own personal experience. So why don't you just give us a quick recap of, of your own personal situation of what you want to share and how many kids you have. And um, then let's get into some of these myths so that women understand it's not just one-sided. Yeah. And like you said, if you can't laugh about it, you're going to be, you're going to be crying, crying a lot, so. all day totally. long. Exactly. None of yeah. us are about that, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, I have kind of a unique background. I'm a former trader and then Las Vegas poker pro got married in Vegas, not to a Vegas uh, woman, but uh, we had just a normal regular marriage, three kids uh, moved to the Atlanta area for her career. I kind of retired as a poker pro and was helping out a lot at home, starting to become an entrepreneur. And like a lot of marriages, when there's big changes, uh, two years later, we decided pretty much together that we were going to get a divorce. Our kids at the time were, man, seven, five, and two. Mm -hmm. So, And it was literally maybe the first two weeks of the pandemic starting. So I even Wowza. looked at her and I was like, is this the worst idea ever? What are we doing? And I think maybe that because there's so much going on, you can't even isolate it. We just said, let's let's power through. We had a pretty amicable divorce, even though, as you know, even an amicable divorce when you're dealing with lawyers and living in the same house as your soon to be ex, there's a lot of walking okay. down the hallway and sleeping in the other room. So uh, uncomfortable, but came out of it okay. But what I realized uh, after you sign those papers, you're just getting started. You know, there's almost that adrenaline where you're like, "I did it, I'm free," and you have a week high where you're in your new place. I'm, I'm, I moved out, and I was just like, what "Oh my fuck? gosh, what the <laughs> fuck?" Exactly. So, I mean, I had to learn about co-parenting as a guy. I'm sure we'll talk about. I used uh, the dating apps to like feel better about myself pretty much within two weeks. Uh, which I knew wasn't the smartest thing, but I just realized I had no idea what I was doing and I couldn't really find uh, where I could look for help, but I ended up stumbling upon on Instagram of all places. And then Clubhouse 
uh, men talking about divorce, like uh, Daniel Harold, yeah. and would join a lot of their dating and divorce rooms. And for me, it was like therapy, uh, hearing other guys and women talk about divorce, which I just had no, and the numbers are what 50 50. I yeah. can literally count on uh, hands and feet, one person that I knew that was divorced, and nobody else could relate to it. So I thought, man, it would be good. Not everybody's on Instagram or TikTok or X experts, you know? So like, can we find a, what if I could, I have a background in marketing. What if I could help kind of bring it all together, package it, make it easier for people to find help and connect with experts. And right. because I was learning from it, I, I thought other people could benefit too. You're right. I mean, that's exactly the the impetus and why we started X Experts and the community that we've been growing. We've been really lucky. You know, the feedback has been great. The response has been great. And it really is so important for people to be able to feel like they can hear voices that understand where they've been and know where they're going and can it's all relatable to all of us. The good, the bad, the ugly. Um, but like TH said, I mean, we definitely want to get into a lot of the myths about divorce and things that we've learned along the way in terms of how women handle divorce and how we transition and, you know, where we get stuck, where for some reason in our heads, we think like, oh, this isn't an issue for guys. You know, they've moved on. They're already dating. They're over it. This kind of stuff doesn't bother them. Tate, what are you thinking? So, so to that point, I mean, you're talking about finding a place to talk to other people. I mean, women have no problem talking to somebody. And some women just talk too much, to be honest. Let's just call a spade a spade. No, not you. <laughs> but there are women that will like air all the laundry and then create laundry. It doesn't even exist, you know, like just kind of ride the whole drama wave. But so you, so it's important everybody hear what Rob just said, that he didn't have a space where he felt safe to be heard and talk about his divorce. So that's something that definitely men are different in, ter in terms of a difference between men and women in this, like that initial spot. I think uh, James Bastian also said the same thing. Like, he, you know, the guys want to talk about sports and going out and what's the, who's the hot chick you got on your, your dating app. And you know what? You just like my family just completely, you know, turned Tell upside down. Right. You don't want to know about that. Is that some, like, what about your friends? Like, were they people that you could talk to about it? Or were you feeling like they just don't get it? And I, and I need another place to go. Yeah. Like you said, they do just want the highlight reel. They're like, let's see your dating apps. Can we just look over your shoulder? But yeah, it's a huge, I mean, I was also in, in a new town, so I had limited friends. My friends were my kids, parents, friends, and neighborhood friends, which, you know, those could be like your C and D list acquaintances when, especially right. when you extricate yourself from the marriage. But right. yeah, I still struggle with it. I mean, I think women do as well, but like you said, they, there's just this normalcy around, we're going to, I'm going to talk about stuff. You're going to listen guys. We get uncomfortable sharing. We get, and you know, in their defense, guys don't really know what to say either. So Hey, I'm here for you if you ever need anything. And maybe that's the extent of it. Or let's talk about something else. Or, you know, some, I'm sure a lot of guys' friends bash their ex, which, you know, doesn't really feel good either. So it's extremely, extremely isolating. I think men uh, aren't used to that. And like, because I think we live in this kind of cocoon of our marriage and just think, oh, this will be fine. This is the way it is forever. 
as you know, women initiate so many more of the divorces. But I think guys are blindsided and just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Wait, I know you have a thought, but I'm going to lose it if I don't ask really quick. I'm just saying, like, if you if you were to go to the bar after separation or whatever, and I saw you out with your friends, a wrong move. But I'm just thinking, like, my initial thing would be like, oh, my God, he's already fine. He's out at a bar. He's hanging out. He's watching sports. Like, look at him. He's off doing whatever, which I'm sure people think and is not fair. So I just also want to put light on that, too. Jessica, okay, you got a thought. Now you can talk. Well, I was going to say, even listening to you, and listen, we've spoken to guys who have a similar uh, sentiment that you are talking about, that, you know, it would be nice for guys in some context to be able to sit down and, like, have a deeper conversation with men about divorce and the implications of divorce and navigating and kind of getting through it. But there is still a part of me, and I think that that's probably is the same for a lot of people listening. The myth is, like, you guys are like the minority. Most guys probably don't really want to talk about it. Only a small minority of guys are kind of in touch with themselves enough, you know, and and can and actually want to be able to do that. Now that you have found a WTF divorce, what is the feedback that you're getting from other men? Like if you had to put a statistic on it in terms of what percentage of guys you think really would want to be able to talk about it after divorce versus the ones who just have to like compartmentalize and they they wouldn't mind being around friends but they don't really want to talk about it they just want to watch the game right and to your point a lot of those guys that's you think don't need it they need it they're struggling totally. deeply i think they throw that i think there's probably a reason i was just thinking the other day the reason why men get married so quick is because they're like I got, I got to lock this down. I got, it's overwhelming. I can't take care of these kids. I can't handle being alone. Women tend to do that better, but yeah, I think it is. I think a lot of guys have those thoughts, but we don't vocalize them because there's no real sounding board. And I have great friends, but if you haven't been through divorce, you just don't really know how to talk about it. I liken it to like, if you haven't had kids talking to your, you know, I'm complaining about my kids. That guy doesn't want to hear it. My friend, right. we use that analogy all the time, all the time. Yeah. yeah. So who do you have? You have your friends who like really want to support you, but they don't know what to say. Your family who I'm learning more and more, they have their own feelings and they're not always right. the best people to, I think I talked to you about that on the podcast. They might yeah. not be your best people. So right. who do you have? You have usually like, all right, I'm just going to start dating and you know, good luck with that. That comes with its own uh, high wire act. So I think there are a lot of guys craving this but we need to, you know, put it out there and that's normalize like, it. Yeah. Just it has talking to be normalized. about it. What important. do you think for someone, anyone listening and a, a man in their life tells them that they're getting divorced or they find out that a guy, maybe it's a college friend, maybe it's a colleague at work, you know, whatever the case may be, someone, maybe it's someone in the neighborhood. They hear that someone's getting divorced as a guy. What would you want? How do you want people to respond? Tage and I talk all the time about the fact that people are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And it's like, you know what? You don't need to tell me you're sorry because a lot of the times, you know, people are glad that they're getting divorced and they're getting out of a bad marriage. But from a male perspective, what, what, what would be the top two or three things of pieces of advice you could give someone to say to a guy that tells them that they're getting uh, divorced? Yeah. And what another part of that is like your friends are usually not going to come to you, maybe at first, like at the very beginning. But that's another problem. And now falls on us to initiate. Hey, uh, 
Greg, you want to go right. have a beer sometime? Oh, right. you're busy with your kids. I'll maybe ask one more time. And after that, guess what? I'm, gonna, I'm feeling needy. Now I'm like, I don't want to do this. So yeah, it's a tricky thing. I mean, it's why I think it's very important for uh, divorced men and women to find other divorced men and women, because there's just that relatability that, you know, tribalness, which yeah. then you have to be careful too. Like you talked about, there's plenty of people that just want to vomit all over, you know, their stories and that's right. not healthy for you either. So it's very hard. I think what you really want is just somebody to check in without really expectations. Hey, just want to see how you're doing. Hey, I'm going out Wednesday. You want to join me for, you know, a drink or something like that. Put an offer out there like, Hey, anything I can do for you? Because we've talked about it. We don't really like accepting help. There's just all kinds of, so yeah, I'd say just try to put it on your calendar. Hey, I'm going to check in with somebody. Maybe the next time I'm going out, at least put it out there. And if they say no, don't take it personally. Just no. try to like, you know, do it again. That's a hard thing. I still struggle with. Like I look at, sometimes I look at my texts and you know, you see this in dating, it's a red flag, but like when you get the blue message of you, the blue, the blue and nothing on the other side. And you're like, oh my God, this is disgusting. Seriously? I'm just like, right. uh, but if I do that to a friend, I'm like, Ugh, I'm going to stop messaging him. Or you get into that narrative in your head. Well, F this guy. He just like bailed. He's doing his own thing. As you know, everybody's, you know, in their own world thinking about themselves, but like, it's very a slippery slope for I think divorced men in particular, where they can get themselves into a lot of trouble because they no longer have their wife, even if it was a shitty marriage. Their friendships have just completely, you know, fragmented. So like you gotta you gotta find people and you gotta like get creative and get uncomfortable to do it. So I know just for the two of us in particular, like I never felt like it wasn't safe to talk about my divorce. I mean, first of all, everybody knew about the drama. So if anybody's listened to our very first episode, you'll understand why X experts was created and the, you don't even know the half of the drama, but you know, you'll know enough to know there was a lot. Um, but it, I didn't have a problem speaking to my friends about it. What do you think it is about talking to other men that's unsafe? Because the only thing that would be unsafe for me speaking to another woman is someone who's a gossiper and even the men who are the gossipers, but for other men, like if, if, if you know, Hey, John, you know, are you around? I, I, you know, I'd love to just have someone to kind of talk to about it, even if they don't understand what makes it unsafe to talk to a guy, like what's your red flag? What could happen if you opened up to a friend? That's a good question. I mean, I think in general, like we don't like to just dump on people because they don't. And why they don't is know it what dumping if he's your friend? See, that's already there yeah. is a, it, the differences are coming out. So I don't want you to think I'm just saying for the audience and also, you know, for you, like this is a friend. This is your friend, John, who's not been divorced and you want to have a talk about how you're feeling. So you're, you're already reserved and kind of nervous because of how they're going to feel as opposed like, to how they're going to help you feel better. But I think it's, I think part of it is that guys in general don't talk about their feelings, even when they are both divorced or even when they are both going through something right. similar. I, I think it goes back Wait, to- Wait, let him answer the question. I know, but hold on a minute. Cause I feel like it still goes back to the baby analogy that you and I were talking about. Like, it's not that you, I can't talk to friends 
who, who don't have a baby about my new baby, but they don't want to hear all the details about my new baby the same way that someone who has a baby wants to hear so it. So you're not getting enough out of the conversation because they haven't been through it. Yeah, I think it's kind of one-sided. And if I hit the ball to you three times and you're, I, I thank you for like being on the conversation with me. But like after that, you know, it's kind of unsatisfying. Of and I'm like, all right, let's change the subject. How about the dolphin game yesterday? And then we're right. back to... So I think it's, I mean, it's nobody's fault. I think, like you said, guys just aren't necessarily wired and we don't have much practice having those conversations. You throw, I'm sure this is uh, something similar if a spouse or somebody dies where people don't know what to say. They don't know what to say. It's uncomfortable. I'm sorry, you know, and, and then there's the whole thing, like, is it a reflection? Well, my marriage is kind of mediocre or shitty too. Is this something I should be thinking about? Which that's another conversation you've talked about where, People think uh, it's women, contagious. women. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't even, it, it's not necessarily contagious, but it makes sense that like, you're probably, probably not all good at your house either. Now you want to go, go talk to Rob. And like, he's going to tell you, I'd be kind of nervous if my husband who I'm like a, you know, not great with is, is finding out that's to be honest, like our neighbor across the street was a divorced mom with uh, three kids. And like, we kind of looked across the window sometimes and we're like, Hmm, seems like a pretty good setup she's got <laughs> and half the week off she's going out so I think like it wasn't contagious but it gives context to like I mean I go to my old neighborhood and it's like this just they're in this bubble they there's this ignorance is bliss so like when you pop that bubble and you see that there is this other life out there that hey maybe in divorce as we know is a great opportunity as well it's a 100%. painful it's painful in the short term for sure but like a lot of people that are, you know, 50 and married, they're not getting that chance to reinvent themselves. So tell uh, us a little bit about some of like the myths specifically when you are kind of through the divorce and you're in that like, you know, moving forward stage and all of the things that go into like starting to date again. And, you know, we always have the conversation of like, who pays for the first date? And I think that women have a lot of expectations about what dating should look like and and that kind of thing. And women want to know, like, what is the guy's side of dating after divorce? Are you going into it thinking anything with regards to age range up or down? Are you going into it thinking she needs to have a job and be financially secure? Or I want a woman that I can take care of. Are you thinking like, it doesn't even matter if she offers to ever pay for a date because the second I let her pay, she's never going out with me again. So I better pay for it all. Like we want to hear all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things. And let me tell you, nobody know, knows how to date when you're getting divorced. You haven't dated probably in 20 years. Right. So just because we're guys, first of all, women, it's it's a problem, I'm sure. But I'm sure your dating app uh, bank is much more full. Uh, women are probably getting uh, 10 to 1 messages that guys are. So guys are casting a narrow net. Here's what I'm looking for. And then guess what? They realize that's not really out there. Or She's a unicorn. So then they're going wide. And then I'm talking to somebody who's, you know, their kids are in college and they're like, how old are you? I had the dates where they're like, how many kids do you have? I was like three. Uh, how old are your kids? Uh, seven, five and two. And I just, we both start laughing. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah not going to happen. Uh, so yeah. And uh, again, like I think people have this uh, vision unless you're divorced dating that it's just like fun. You're meeting new people. And you know, like, you know, Daniel says like, have fun, make friends. And it sounds good, but 
you just hit that wall where you're just like, I am done. I am like, this is not as fun as I thought. And it's part of the process. But but yeah, I think uh, and I've even had times where I'd go on like a few dates. And in the beginning, I was going to dinner and like it would be a kind of a nice restaurant. And I'll be like, holy shit, I don't even what? want to talk to these people again. I'm out four hundred dollars. <laughs> this is not sustainable. We, we talked about that at our last event called to date or not to date. And one of our experts, Susan Winter, recommends you meet for coffee. You yeah. always meet for coffee. You give yourself about 15 minutes and you'll know whether it's a, a one cup or, yeah. or no cup or dinner at another time. Yeah. And really like presenting boundaries, managing expectations up front so that you're not put in a position of being out $400. So, but what do you think about that? Do you feel like it would be a bad thing? How would you feel if the woman on the first date was like, I'm paying? Well, or offers to pay. Yeah. I'd like, a, I'll take an offer is is nice. It just shows something about her character or that will split it. I'll usually say, no, no, I got this. Or you get coffee after, or you get the next one if there's going to be a next one. So I think like coming in with this expectation then I'm going to get in my head, oh, she just expects me to pay. Am I, then I'm reading it to her character. So I think like making some kind of gesture um, is is probably a good thing for a woman to do. But a guy and then at the same time, if a guy's like, yeah, good, thanks. You yeah, got totally. This, Here I'd you be go. Like, if I'm the woman, I'd be like, who is this guy? He seems oh, right. like uh, he needs so a, it's a game. Yeah. So I think just being open and honest about it. Uh, if the first one, that's another good reason to do coffee at first, because it's cheap enough that like if I pick it up and it's 12 bucks, like no skin off my back. Right. But to your point, what you were saying, you don't know, just go to coffee, just keep it short, have boundaries. Unless you've talked to a dating coach, I think nobody's teaching you these things. I'm just like, oh, I'm dating again. You want to go to, you know, New York Prime and have a steak I, dinner <laughs> together and maybe we'll go. Oh, Rob, home that's your mistake. We will coach you. We will coach you. On I that. think. I, well, I'm past it then. I'm talking about in the beginning. I know. What guys I hear think. you. Yes, right. exactly. If you're enjoying our Divorce Etc. podcast, be sure and subscribe to our newsletter to get ex-experts in your inbox. It's free and includes tips from real-life experts who've been through it, telling you what they wish they knew. You'll also hear about our upcoming episodes and Q&As with our experts. Plus, you'll find out about our upcoming events before anyone else and get access to discounts and preferred pricing. You can sign up at www.exexperts.com. When it comes to your relationship after divorce, do you always think it's your partner or ex's fault? It isn't, although it often can be. What role do you play and how can you unhook to do better for you in your divorce or co-parenting relationship? Sherry Morris is a lawyer and now a full-time divorce coach. She has a unique niche in this field because she works with couples as well as individuals to help them decide about divorce, reduce conflict during it, and do better post-divorce to de-escalate conflict and take care of themselves. She can facilitate difficult discussions to improve how to decide to move forward, and her transformative model of mediation coaching will change how you view your interactions and yourself. To learn more, check out Sherry's website, www.deardivorcecoach.com. Sherry also has an awesome co-parenting course and guide to co-parenting with your ex called Co-Parenting, What It Is and How We Do It. Click the store on her website and use the code XEXPERTS for a discount. 
No, but honestly, I think it's somewhere in between. I feel like, you know, I think it's fair to say the three of us are of a certain generation, right? And so I think that if the guy was saying to me, and I have gone on coffee dates. First of all, I don't even drink coffee. So to me, someone who wants to meet at four o'clock in the afternoon for a cup of coffee, part of me is like, you can buy me a drink. We can meet after work. It still doesn't have to be that expensive, whatever, right? 15 bucks. We can get a cocktail. I don't know. I feel like the coffee date to me is like a little chintzy, but I do think a little bit of it is generational because I do think that people that are under 40 or maybe under 35, it's very, I think it's a lot more acceptable to have like an activity date or a walk in the park date where it doesn't cost a lot of money and or where it women are genuinely like being permitted to pay sometimes and they are not put off by it. I I always, well, for a while on first dates, I would offer to pay. And I don't think, I don't know that any guy ever really let me, but I, I knew in my head that if they did, I wasn't going out with them again. You made me think of something right there. As a guy, if a woman offers to pay, while I might be flattered, I also might think, and I've seen this from women, if I pay, there's no real, I'm off the hook. There's ah. no expectation. I didn't order the lobster. It's like, here you go. Here's 20. I'm, by the way, I'm getting out of here. That goes on in a guy's mind. I think like uh, that's her, a signal that maybe she's not interested. So it goes both ways, but we're definitely oh, that's thinking. Interesting. That's huh. I've had... interesting perspective. I don't, would have thought of that. Like, she's going to offer to pay because that way the, the scoreboard's even and exactly. she doesn't feel obligated to have to go out yeah. with you again yeah no i got this i'm like huh that's not really uh the huh. best thing but i mean what you're saying about coffee dates i think that i could see that side of it but as i've learned it your first date is like i almost wouldn't even call it a date it's like you, you're meeting somebody it's a meet and if, greet if right? you're going from an app to whatever that first time first of all you're going to be awkward and uncomfortable but like you want to know that second date is really your first date the first right, right. thing is like Literally, I'm gonna go to the park. You want to meet me here for 20 minutes just so we can. Yeah. I mean, it's why I think you should end up uh, FaceTiming a lot too to start because you need to get more information because a whole other topic. We're busy as hell. I got like you know three nights a month sometimes right. where I'm actually free, so I don't want to waste it on this person right. I built up in my head. Totally. Right. There. So yeah, first totally date just like lower the expectations, knock it out if you decide to get that far, but. The second and third, that's when maybe it's like, oh, did she offer to pay those? Then, then there's more uh, interesting conversations. So let's talk about co-parenting mm. as a single as a single dad and newly single dad. Like that's so overwhelming. And I know that you moved and you were home more, but even that first step of being home with three little kids, I mean, tell the women how that feels like, you know, if you weren't in this position, you were working nine to five or nine to seven or something, you come home and then you have the routine. So basically like a shift in your routine, as far as parenting, tell us the dad side of it. Yeah, it's very hard. I think uh, a lot of guys are like overwhelmed. It's probably why we, as we've talked about, like they will hire help or, you know, get married early because they're like, I can't handle this. But yeah, even if you're a piece of shit husband, you're still, there's a chance you are a good dad or you're a, decent dad and yep. now like you also don't have this person that you're probably you know leaning on a little too much so stuff's falling on you so that is one thing i think all guys are thinking they're probably not going to tell you but like 
man, I really, uh, Jessica really did a lot. I really didn't, I'm not going to tell her that, but like, man, life was a little easier when there was dinner cooked or my kid went to bed because here's another thing. My kid, you know, at baseball, like skinned his knee real bad and is bleeding. What's the first thing a kid says when they get hurt? Mommy. Mommy. I want mommy. Now I'm like, Oh, I got this. Now I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, God, where is mommy? And I don't got be, this. <laughs> that would be nice. And he's crying and I'm, I'm all, I want to cry. So it's like, there's all of these things that like, even if your marriage was a complete disaster and maybe we're, you know, shitty, if you're, if the co-parent has 50 or a large percentage of time with the kids, you actually, you want that to be going pretty well too. So like, right. it's, just, it's so complicated. You're like, I hate this guy's guts but also take care of my kids and please be responsible and, you know, figure it out. I do it. But also I'm not going to help you, but also like, don't do it the way you're doing. It's just like, and now we're just like, okay, go figure all that out people. And then a woman's perspective could be if you hire someone or you all of a sudden start dating someone seriously is see, he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care. And he doesn't appreciate, uh, this is just one I'm just no. saying like, it's so interesting because it's bringing up things. Yes. Like he doesn't care. He, he can't be alone and he doesn't, have, he still doesn't have time for the kids. Now he's got to hire someone else to raise his kids. But like, it also That's this shit that goes around. It's not it, right. It also feeds into the potential misconceptions of, I hate to say it cause I don't have a better way to articulate it, but how like, like guys can't do it. Like guys can't do all the things that women do, right? Like right. it's a validating job. all your I hard work, work. Right. I was at work you at freaking do. six in the morning. I wasn't getting home till eight o'clock at night. You know, I had two infants. I was doing this and, and doing all the things. I knew that my kids' teachers' names. I knew some of their friends' names, all that kind of stuff. And you, it's like my ex would go to parent morning and he'd be, and he'd be texting me like, what classroom are they in? Like, it, it does go to that misconception of like moms take care of all the things and all of a sudden they get divorced and now the dads are like, what the fuck am I doing? And how do I do it? Does that feel a little good deep down in your head? That validation of like, you see, now he gets to see it. I mean, I, I even feel like that sometimes where I'm like, see, not so you easy. I imagine a lot of moms are the like. The truth is it's never going to be the same on both sides. Anyway, even if you're married. Right. I could have still been married. He still wouldn't have known their names. He wouldn't have known where he was going um, or, or any of or oh, any of that, because <laughs> wait, I didn't hear what you said. He said they don't, he doesn't know the kids names. <laughs> Sometimes maybe not. But <laughs> but you when you're married, you guys take on certain responsibilities and certain roles. And then to all of a all of a sudden assume that that other person's going to be an expert like. I'm not going to be an expert poker player all of a sudden because we got divorced. Now I got to go play poker. So why do you expect the man to all of a sudden be and doing all the things that you did in your role in the family? Right. I think that's like a really important message for people to, to think about when they're starting to get angry. I remember my son got hurt with his dad and I was like, of course he did. Wasn't paying attention. He's at the pool. He, I mean, how's he not paying attention? Is my son even wearing swimmies? Like, what the hell is going right. on over there? Meanwhile, he could have skimmed his knee like your son skimmed his knee, you know, baseball right under my eyes. I'm not going to tell anybody that that happened on my watch. But yeah. if it happens on his watch, right. holy 
front page news. Yeah. Not fair, everybody. We're we've all done it. Don't lie. We've yeah. all done it. Yeah. And one thing you said too is that that story of like, oh, he can't handle it. He had to get the nanny or the uh girlfriend or the fiance. If that if he really is like a problem, I've heard this in the really toxic people. Like I've heard divorce coaches that deal with that high conflict stuff. They're like, that's that's probably a good thing. You don't need him. You want him to have some help. So hopefully she's not horrible. Totally. But like right. Maybe it's like a little bit of relief that there's somebody else there to make regulate. my life so much so, easier with him otherwise occupied. But yeah. in but along those lines, I mean, I know that's something that is a real struggle for a lot of women. I mean, TH and I were kind of forced into it because both of our husbands had had affairs. So like they were already with new women, even as we were getting divorced. So that kind of, it just was right there. But the idea of people getting divorced and their spouse moving on. We talk to a lot of women, obviously, who talk about how hard it is when they do see their husbands moving on with someone else. It doesn't matter. Sometimes it honestly but doesn't matter. That. We already so, know it. I said, them. so for us, it was a little bit different. That was forced upon us. We weren't in a situation where we were divorced and then maybe six months later or a year later, our husbands met someone new and started developing a new relationship. And we've heard from a lot of women how hard, you can be divorced and it, you can be out of it. And you can think you're doing great. And then all of a sudden that happens and it like throws everything into a tailspin because now all these emotions come up that you haven't had to deal with already. So I'm curious from the guy's side of things, how does that feel? What is that like? I think that a lot of times women think that guys are like, whatever, it's not a big deal to them when their ex-wives meet someone new or bring someone new into their life or their kids' lives. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I think that I mean, even though I didn't have those same feelings about uh, my ex-wife, but and it wasn't even jealousy Like when she uh, she introduced me to her boyfriend at the time. And it was like, it was more of just like, I was especially because I was dating a lot at the time. I was jealous of like, oh, she's out of the rat race and I'm still doing it. Right. And she's just having dinner with him and the kids. And I'm like meeting some random at the, you know, for coffee for the fifth time. <laughs> so it's this like, this we all want there to be balance and a lot of times in divorce it's not somebody might completely have their shit together or appear to and the right. other person is scrap scrapping and moving four times while the ex is in their that mansion was me. Right. yeah it's it's horrible and that i think also compounds that what the fuck like nobody gets it you know maybe my friend who's divorced but she's she's settled in her old house so every divorce is different but there's probably somebody going through what you're going through. But yeah, that, like you said, when, when the other person's dating, that's the, that was the main feeling I had was not that like jealous rage. It was more just like, Oh, not must fair. be nice, you know? But when you're both dating somebody, that's a healthy thing. It takes some of the edge off because it like evens right. the playing field a little bit. I've heard men say sometimes like, you know, their, their wives could be so whatever, so bitchy, so annoying, all the things. And then they're like excited when they're, when the, they say, when the wife actually starts dating someone, cause they're like, oh my God, now she's happy. She's getting laid. She's so nice all the time. Like she's so flexible with things. It makes things getting so laid may actually change a lot. Right, <laughs> right. Dynamics. For everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's kind of funny, but I do think that a lot of times women, when they see that their exes actually have are in a relationship past the like I'm dating someone stage mm -hmm. but like in a relationship that it's really hard 
for yeah. women to accept. It makes all, you know, brings up a lot of sadness. And I think that for some reason, women have the misconception that that's not the same for men. Yeah, it's inadequacy. I mean, you know, deep down, it's never about you. We can all say that and read it on a meme and a inspirational post. But what does it do? It reflects upon well, she seems happy now. What the hell was wrong with me? Or maybe right. it's maybe it was me, which it was both of you, but it was right. also like their own issues. But again, yeah. I think like there's that intellectually, I know that, but like, like you said, only you, that's why it's so easy to give advice to people. And when you're going through it, it's like only you have those like chemicals <laughs> raging through you. So it can be, that's why I think too, like going back to community, seeing other people and we do that on WTF divorce like sharing stories confessions responses seeing that other people are going through that is like the first it's an easy step that you can take to just feel like oh my god I'm not the only person who's uh ex did that I feel right. a little bit better or who's feeling that way yeah you know you're not you're not crazy so if you had to say like the top three things that a woman should not do on a date what would they be? Hmm. Put me on the spot here. What not to do? Um, you well, must don't... have been on a date where yeah. where every one of them happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, talking about yourself the whole time. Like, it's just like there's no hitting the ball back. That's a big turnoff. Uh, complaining about your ex. You can talk about it maybe a little bit later, make some reference to it. But it can, I remember in my head at the time just being like, she's probably really negative. You know, or even like I remember one time I was I was talking to a woman that had like one kid and she was just complaining. I had three little kids and it was just like, <laughs> listen to how I'm just like, we're probably not going to be a match because a you can't laugh about it. But B, you're just too wrapped up in your own story. So I would say, yeah, like uh, listen more is always a good thing. Mm -hmm. Just be quiet, be funny, just uh, accept that the other person's going through something hard, too. And, you know, dating can also foster a lot of like that bitterness because it is like kind of can grind you down. If you have to fake it, just like when you're out there, just try like even write something down like, oh, it's been a, you know, roller coaster experience, smile, laugh about it. That that's, makes it a lot more uh, like relatable to a more interested in somebody that can talk about it like that than like. Oh, they're horrible. All guys are such dicks. I'm just like, although it's funny because I think that women say the same things. Like none of us really want to go out on a date and have the guy sit there and bitch and moan about how terrible their ex-wives were. Cause you're kind of like, it is, it's so much negativity, but I do remember I always thought it was a good thing to tell people that like I had had a really amicable divorce. And it, it turns out in retrospect, my second husband, I think was like, didn't love hearing that I'd had such an amicable divorce with my first husband. Like, I think that there was like a little bit of a sense of feeling threatened to some extent of like, well, this guy seems so great and funny and whatever. So like, you know, right. he didn't want to hear about how great the relationship still was. I think there's like a little bit of yeah. a fine line there. I think about, about what you say at all. We're all living in our own stories. It's all like, a, there's <laughs> nobody that our narrative that's going on in our head, nobody else is thinking about, but it's all, all we think about. So if there's one thing that you could say you wish you knew going through your divorce about yourself, it doesn't even have to be the process. So for me, I wish I knew that my gut was being honest with me and I was going to be okay if I listened to it. That's the one thing I wish I knew that would have changed a lot for me. So what's the one thing you wish you knew? 
And one thing that I always tell people is like, accept that it's going to be hard. I think it's our expectation that we're supposed to be over it quickly. Like, just say, give yourself some grace that like, it's just a shitty day. Be willing to tell somebody that. That's something I think guys struggle with a lot too. It's like, I should be over this by now. So just give yourself a break. That first year is going to be kind of brutal. Uh, yeah. You know, take some time for yourself. That's one thing too that ends up happening is like, you're over functioning with your kids. There's like guilt around. I still have like with three kids and one parent, I'm like, what do you need? Or yeah, I'll read with you or okay, let's watch your video game. You just spread so thin that like right. you got to be a little selfish and the kids will be fine. It's, it's hard to remember that in the moment though. The divorce dad guilt. We always talk about the divorce mom guilt. Yeah. But yeah. That that the divorce dad guilt, I guess, does exist. We don't think well, about it, ex it. Right. It exists because again, your kids are most likely going, mom is maybe it's the she's the favorite in a lot of ways. So like there's this weird, oh, I took my kids away from their mom, or maybe I screwed up in the marriage and now I have uh, guilt over that. So we're both at fault here, but like you know, if you're there for your kids, if you just listen to your kids and pay attention to them most of the time, they'll turn out fine. It doesn't seem that way in the moment, but you know, I'm always like, was parenting this hard when I was married? Yeah, it probably was, <laughs> but now I'm just like- But there was another is... person there. I talk right. about that all the time. We talk about single mom moments. I'm sure there are tons of single dad moments and, um, you know, it's scary. It, yeah. It's, it's scary. And even if that person didn't do anything, at least there was another human being right. in the room. Right there that got it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm like, oh, my kids, I'm getting my kids here soon. I'm like, oh crap, what's for dinner? I was like, oh, we got two hot pockets left. So it's going to be a hot pocket <laughs> night. Whereas before and it's it a would hot just be like, night. yeah, sure it'll be fine, it. but like, I better get something tomorrow because I don't need, you know, Three days of Hot Pockets is probably not, uh, uh, but if I do it again, they'll be fine. If I was right. a kid, I remember eating that crap and I was just fine. Excited so about it. We're harder on ourselves. Jessica still eats that crap. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with Hot Pockets? Exactly. <laughs> Delicious. And they only take two minutes. That's right. There's one um, missing because you ate it. <laughs> that'll be mine. That's what happens too. I'll feed the kids and I'll be like, I don't even have food here for me. Right, it's I'm like, starving. Uh, guys are. I mean, we are like wild animals, I think, sometimes, where it is like, oh, I guess I do have to go to the grocery once a week. I didn't know I had to do that all, all the time before. Right. <laughs> Why was she always doing that? Yeah. Um. Well, listen, I mean, there's so much more to be said. Um. We really are so grateful for you coming on and sharing the guy side of things. This is something that all women want to know. And to your point from the very beginning of, of our interview, that a lot of men need. They need to know that, that, that WTF divorce is out there, that there are guys out there that actually can have conversations, want to have conversations about what it's like. So thanks for being there. Thanks for joining us and um, more to come. And thanks for just talking about it. Let's all between the three of us and, and the community that we're also building in X experts, like these are all people who have lived, a lot of our ex experts have actually lived it too. And the more we talk about it, the less of a problem it is. So the more men we get to talk about it and create a platform for, for men to speak about it, then you will have a guy who understands who you can go to and talk about and not feel like I'm not macho and, you know, what are they going to think and whatever. You're human. So yeah, let's think, just let's just talk about it. Yeah, you can uh it's one part of dating too is like you will end up kind of in the friend zone or like not romantically interested in somebody. 
having women friends, because like you said, women are more likely. That was really important for me. Like one, a couple of my best friends after divorce were women. And I didn't, you know, I've always had women friends, but I didn't realize that like that was a route that I should go on. So guys, if it's hard to find other guys, find some divorced women that like there's not, you know, the come on awkward... over to X experts. We'll talk to you. Exactly. That's right. we'll take we all that. we all need each other. If you're divorced or you're in. Right. Thank All you, right. Ron. Thank Again, you guys. we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys.